Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 1001, The Dance Between Intimacy and Independence in Marriage, by David and Constantino Kalaf of Gottman.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Sunday edition of Optimal Relationships Daily with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. Very glad to have you with me as we offer up another post from the Gottman Institute, this time about how to balance intimacy and independence in marriage. We talk a lot here about having an identity outside of big relationships, and we also talk about how to regularly make efforts to do right by our partners and our partnerships. So let's talk today about the in-between, how to manage both, and optimize your life. The Dance Between Intimacy and Independence in Marriage by David and Constantino Kalaf of Gottman.com The first time apart is a rite of passage for most newly married couples. We recently experienced it ourselves when Constantino left town for a short business trip. He was sad to be away from home and talked about how much he'd miss David. David, on the other hand, was relishing the idea of a night alone, but was feeling guilty for looking forward to it. We're new to this marriage thing and still working out the tricky balance between intimacy and independence. Both of us are introverts. We love our friends and community dearly, but nothing is more restful to us than an evening at home alone. These moments together are when we're best at building our love maps. However, we like to call Constantino a duovert, meaning he's an introvert who is able to recharge not only when he's by himself, but also when he's alone with just his husband. To Constantino, David is rest. Conversely, David is more of a classic introvert, He likes to be completely alone in order to recharge. As someone who has trouble connecting with his emotions, David needs an absence of external stimuli to be able to identify his feelings and assess his internal well-being. Otherwise, he becomes disconnected from himself. Even though many of our wants overlap, there are variations in our needs for time together and time alone, and sometimes it becomes a source of stress in our relationship. In his book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, Dr. John Gottman points out that one partner often ignores the other not out of malice, but because of their respective needs for intimacy and independence. Marriage is something of a dance, Gottman says. There are times when you feel drawn to your loved one and times when you feel the need to pull back and replenish your sense of autonomy. The potential for conflict arises when spouses fall on different points of the spectrum in terms of their needs. Some people desire more frequent connection, while others crave more independence. 
David is aware of his need for greater independence, but he often has trouble expressing it. Early in life, he picked up a false belief that his needs weren't important or valued, so he has trouble asking for time alone. He fears that Constantino will interpret his need for independence as rejection. Furthermore, it's often difficult for him to identify this particular need because David also loves being with Constantino. Their time together is enjoyable. So it's easy to forget that solitude is important for his well-being. Constantino loves doing even mundane things together. Errands, chores, working out. Intimacy is valuable to him even in life's routine activities. Because we continually work on strengthening our love maps, he's aware of David's need to spend time alone and can sometimes even spot it before David does. In instances like these, Constantino offers to go to a coffee shop for the afternoon or run errands alone so that David can have the apartment to himself. It's a small, kind act that yields huge rewards for the marriage and for both partners. Trouble arises when either David fails to express his need or when Constantino is feeling empty or insecure in the relationship. The two problems are often related. If David ignores his need for independence, the abundance of intimacy begins to breed resentment. When David begins to feel crowded, he pulls away emotionally and stops responding to bids or those small requests for each other's attention, humor, or support. The effect is that Constantino, who thrives on quality time and touch, senses that there's something wrong in the relationship. His way of repairing an emotional gap is to dive deeper into intimacy, which is the opposite of what David needs. It becomes a downward spiral that can result in harsh words, hurt feelings, and a need to repair the relationship. We've learned to balance this tug-of-war between intimacy and independence by first filling up our emotional bank accounts and then speaking our needs out loud. We focus on building a strong, positive rapport by turning toward the bids we offer each other throughout the day. That makes us feel connected and united. When we both feel emotionally full, it's easier for David to ask for time away and easier for Constantino to understand. We also work on building trust by making a request that includes a compromise. For example, David might say, I want to go for a walk alone this afternoon, but can we plan on watching a movie together tonight? Or Constantino might say, I'd really like for you to come with me to this event on Saturday night, but you can do your own thing on Sunday. In that way, we're asking for what we want, but also acknowledging the other person's need. Constantino has another business trip coming up, and this time we know how to approach it. David will enjoy the time alone without feeling guilty about it, but he'll also text Constantino to make sure he knows that he's loved and missed. Constantino will recognize the value that Time Apart offers and honor that space as a way for David to recharge. Because our needs are different, we know this tension between intimacy and independence will always exist. Viewing it as a dance, rather than a tug-of-war, reminds us to collaborate and meet each other's needs, rather than fight to preserve our own. You just listened to the post titled, The Dance Between Intimacy and Independence in Marriage, by David and Constantino Kalaf of Gottman.com. And thanks so much to David and Constantino for that dance of education and personal stories about their own relationship. A very humanized post, especially for a center that is so focused on research like Gottman is. I think this post is especially pertinent now, and even more so for young or new couples, 
as the gap between avoidant and anxious attachment styles seems to be getting wider and wider. You know, some of us feel the need to disconnect even more. Others are more and more worried about losing others or upsetting them. We need to understand and be sensitive to these types in our partnerships and understand that a partner who needs more or less time together is not demanding too much, but rather trying to cultivate love the way they know how to. And if we can keep this in mind, the fact that healthy couples are focused on cultivating love together, it's easier to talk through these different styles so as to stay reminded that both partners are trying to do right by themselves and their relationships. But if we get too wrapped up in looking for cues or playing a guessing game without having open communication, the hurt that we're trying to avoid by not being vulnerable in a conversation will only show up in another way. So initiate conversations about what each partner needs in the way of intimacy and independence, respect where they're coming from, and hold one another to making compromises for the good of the relationship. And that is going to do it for today, everybody. Really appreciate you being here, and I'm sure David and Constantino do as well. Have a great remainder of your weekend if you're listening in real time, and I will see you back here tomorrow for another narration where your optimal life awaits.